Burn Court was once the site of a distillery and the whisky it produced was sold for many years as Manahoy and later marketed as Old Orkney or Double O. I'm the granddaughter of the last local owner of Stromness Distillery. My grandfather's uncle, John Sinclair, bought the premises in 1856. It was an ideal site with the peaty waters of the Mayburn running through it. The brand of whisky was Old Orkney. There was an annual production of around 7,000 gallons. It was both sold locally and exported south. Of course, the distillery, we could hear it and smell it. What I used to be struck with was on a Saturday morning, in the little space before the distillery, you'd see up to a score of carts from the farms round about, some of them loading draft, others with barrels on them loading burnt ale, which was fed to the cattle in those days. But you know, the most amusing thing about the distillery was that the burn we knew as the South End Burn used to discharge a product we called burnt ale from the distillery. And it was a favourite haunt of old Granny Sinclair's ducks. They may have been drinking from the burn, but we often thought the poor ducks, instead of waddling, staggered all over the street on their homeward path. So they must have been on the binge, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. When I was a child, we couldn't get into the distillery, but we looked at the winch hose, which we called the witch hose. The draft hose was the dwarf hose. And we thought that something sinister must be going on inside. <laughs> During the war, Nafi commandeered the distillery. When units came back from wherever they'd been fighting, they used to be deloused in the distillery vats and uh, whatever sort of disinfectant they used was put in the water. There was a barbed wire entanglement halfway across our park that the soldiers used to practice running through they had sacks filled with sand and they would charge at them with fixed bayonets. And we were very fascinated by this. And we would try crawling through the barbed wire entanglements ourselves and our mothers were not very happy at the tears we got in our clothes in the process. <laughs> it's quite an exciting time for children during the war because we didn't realise the implications, really. The distillery closed in 1928, was demolished in the 1960s and new housing built called Mayburn Court. This was the last home of George Mackay Brown. The Museum of the Orkney Natural History Society was opened in the current building in 1862. The town hall was on the ground floor and the museum above. The museum took over the whole building in 1929. The upstairs galleries have not changed much since Victorian times. They house the society's natural history collections, including birds and mammals, fossils and shells. Elsewhere in the museum, cabinets of curiosities tell the many stories of Sturmness 
and chart the maritime history of Orkney. Here's a name that seems to have fallen to disuse. The Anchor Cloth, right down behind the present museum, you'll see a row of houses terminating in a little pier. It's a very old properties, and those of you who have read Leighton's Pilots of Pomona will recall that the Anchor Cloth was the home of the famous pilot Sandy Erickson ah, yes, and his son Halcrow. I read mm -hmm. that book with delight as a boy. Pilots were local sailors who sailed out to visiting ships to conduct them safely into port. At one time there were 28 registered pilots in Strumness. The pilot's house at the pier is now part of the museum with a reconstruction of a sea captain's parlour as well as exhibits linking Stromness's coastal and ocean trading heritage. ships from Hull, Dundee and Aberdeen bound for the icy seas of the Davis Straits took on cruise from Strumness. An 1816 record shows 34 whalers in the harbour here. Local merchants acted as agents forging a link with the industry that lasted until the early 20th century. In Alfred Square there is a house known as Ma Humphreys. This was once a temporary hospital for returning whalers with frostbite and scurvy. Old Ma Humphreys. Ma Humphreys, that's you right. Remember her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A little old lady going through the street. It and did. of course, Old Ma Humphrey was the last descendant of some very rich people who had left a bequest to the town, Humphreys oh, Bequest. Oh, yes. Eric, I was probably a beneficiary of that when I went away for, as a student, first of all, in well, 1939. Well, a lot of boys, yes. I got £25, I believe it was from the Humphrey Trust well, or the Humphrey Bequest. A, boy, a lot of the apprentices used to get mm -hmm. the money for their tools and everything That's from correct, that, yes. yes. But it's rather ironic, this old lady going about living in near poverty, and yet the original bequest was for something like £10,000, and that was a hell of a lot of money oh, in those lot, days. Big yeah. money, Eric, big, big money. money. Yes. <laughs> The museum holds an impressive display of artefacts from both world wars. With the arrival of the First World War, Scapa Flow became the base of the Royal Navy's Grand Fleet and Strumness assumed the role of Naval HQ. Following the armistice in 1918, the German High Seas Fleet was interned in Scapa Flow. Fearing that the ships would fall into enemy hands, Admiral von Reuter ordered the fleet to be scuttled. On that day, the 21st of June 1919, a party of school children were sailing in Scapaflow. We were ordered back to the depot ship to get orders what to do, but as we went to the depot ship, I distinctly saw the satellites turn turtle and the water come streaming out of the sea cocks. The activity was just tremendous, sinking at each side of us and the men in boats and I definitely saw one man shot and he dropped right off the stern of the boat and the other men were standing with their hands up, I presume it was surrender, 
We were evidently in a difficult position, in danger, where we were ordered out of the way. And we had to stop, I remember, at one stage. And we stayed there for a bit. And the captain seemed to get some orders to go a different route back. But to us it just seemed to be a, an adventure story we had been reading. It didn't, we didn't understand that it was a piece of history we were seeing enacted. We thought it was just put on probably for our benefit as schoolchildren. Of the 74 ships scuttled, 52 sank, and the next few years saw a massive operation of raising and towing them away for scrapping. The salvage industry gave Orkney a certain prosperity during the interwar years. These waters are still home to seven of the wrecks, popular sites for the diving industry that attracts thousands of divers to Strumness every year. I own a dive boat called the Radiant Queen. I take divers out uh, into Scapa Flow to dive the First World War German fleet. Ten dive boats, and they average 12 divers each a week for maybe a 25-week season, so you're getting three and a half, four thousand divers, I think that makes. We've got an, an array of wrecks, but the, the big pulling factor is the German warships. stone dwelling on the pier behind the museum is one of the oldest buildings in Strumness and is now the base for the Orkney Yule Association. Ten, twelve years ago I got speaking to a gentleman, Lane Wilson. At that time I had an old Yule and Lane was interested in Yules and we both said let's get something together. We worked away and we got enthusiastic people into the Yule Association. There was a very keen lot in Long Hope. A gentleman down there who has done an awful lot is John Mode. He has refurbished most of the yules in Long Hope. The yules were really workhorses. When John Ray went over to, you know, Hudson Bay, he took the shape of the yule across there. There were two types of yoles. One, slightly sleeker, was a fishing boat. The other type of yole was like a work yole. And they were used to take peat home and really to take grain to the mill when the roads weren't that good. In 2008, a new Orkney yole was built by Orkney's last full-time boat builder, Ian Richardson. Named Lily, she was built on the lines of the Flotta Yule, Emma. The Yule is used to train young sailors. Off now to our last stop. We'll get a grand view of the tune from the bench by the cannon. 